Healing with near-infrared, NIR, light, and ultraviolet blood irradiation, UBI. Avoiding the sun damages our health, but near-infrared exposure and ultraviolet blood irradiation can correct this. Sunbathing at midday is likely better, but is not always available. I start this with a quote from Richard Feynman. Study hard what interests you the most in the most undisciplined, irreverent, and original manner possible. Part 1. Near-infrared light treatments. And I have an image of a book, Red Light Therapy. And my comment about it is, I read this excellent, heavily referenced book to prepare this post. It has 3,600 Amazon ratings, averaging 4.5 stars. It contains technical information, but is well-written for those who may not be technically inclined. For example, he describes wattage, mitochondria, nitric oxide, and cytochrome C oxidase, but you do not have to learn about them to benefit from reading it. If you decide to get an ultraviolet light, this book is required reading, and the Kindle version is only $2.99. Author Witten recommends certain red lights, but Sauna Space, which sells the red light sauna that I use, is not at the top of his list. I respect Mr. Witten's opinions, but as always, make your own decisions. A chart showing the electromagnetic spectrum follows. The short, high-frequency waves on the left have far more energy, and the long waves on the right are used for communication. The narrow visible light band is in the middle, ultraviolet and infrared on either side of this. Exposure to these two wavelengths usually vastly improves health. Even though ultraviolet UV barely penetrates the skin, its, quote, UVB part stimulates vitamin D synthesis. In contrast, near-infrared, NIR, passes two inches into the body, even into the brain. Depression, anxiety, and seasonal affective disorder may be relieved along with much more. The following diagram is a magnified part of the top diagram. It's a curve that goes from 600 to 3,800 angstroms, I think. It's a spectrum irradiance measure, watts per meter squared per nanometer. And those charts are from sauna space. The curve above is a spectrum emitted by sauna space's ultraviolet lights. The parts of the visible and near-infrared spectrum that promote health are shown in orange. Thousands of studies back this claim. Mr. Witten supports this as well. Quote, based on the bulk of the research, you want 630 to 680 nanometers, that's the optimal healing spectrum of visible red light, 800 to 880 nanometers, which is the optimal healing spectrum of near-infrared, or a combination of both, unquote. Sauna spaces bulbs cover these sweet spots. They are powerful enough that you can be up to three feet away and still get strong effects. A four-bulb setup is $1,500. Far infrared produces heat. In the graph above, this is shown under the curve to the right of the orange area. An enclosed space is needed to make this work. And then I have an image of a sauna that is likely far infrared only. This heats but does not supply the desirable far infrared. It's 
sorry, it's likely near infrared only. This heats, but does not supply the desirable far infrared. Warming has separate beneficial effects. Any holistic doctor will tell you that when you sweat, you detoxify. Sauna research on 2,300 Finnish men who used saunas even showed that their lifespans were extended. They averaged at least 14 minutes, four days a week of exposure. Since this was an observational study, it is suggestive but not conclusive. In contrast, thousands of studies support dozens of healthy effects for the near-infrared and the red light shown in the dark and light orange areas in the graphs above. These radiation effects are far more well-established than the benefits of heat, and you do not have to cook yourself at 160 degrees. Witten tells you what works best. He says, quote, 99% of the red light therapy products being sold in major outlets online are a waste of money. Virtually all of these devices, even the ones that cost hundreds of dollars, are grossly underpowered, too small, and ultimately ineffective or very time-consuming to use, or both, unquote. Some of his recommended lights are under $500. He also writes that optimal exposure to near-infrared light may be shorter than what is best for a sauna. Depending on your device, only a few minutes every other day may be optimal for your IR exposure. In contrast, 20 minutes, four days a week, at 160 to 170 degrees Fahrenheit, might be best for heat. Airy may be correct, but usage precision like this is beyond the interests or inclinations of most people, including me. Airy Witten's book describes how NIR near-infrared treatment benefits the following. Injuries which includes sprains, strains, cuts, burns, fractures, whiplash, and so on, he says to use it as soon as possible. Sleep enhancement, melatonin production, non-invasive body contouring, quote, research has shown that LLLT is effective in reducing overall body circumference measurements of specifically treated regions, including the hips, waist, thighs, upper arms, with recent studies demonstrating the long-term effectiveness of results. The treatment is painless, and there appears to be no adverse effects associated with this. Medical syndromes, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, peripheral nerve injury, painful diabetic neuropathy, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, and I have a reference for Parkinson's disease, cognitive performance and memory, Improvement of osteoarthritis. Fighting Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Combating fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. Enhancing recovery from exercise with increased muscle gain, fat loss, performance, strength, and endurance. Regrowing hair in men after hair loss. Speeding up wound healing. Increasing energy levels. Decreasing inflammation improving eye health, including age-related macular degeneration, improving cognitive performance. Aries tips for light usage in his own words, and these are all his quotes. Many light devices come with a door-hanging kit. If you choose to use that, you'll be standing or sitting in a chair next to the device. Many people do it this way. I personally almost always use mine while laying down. 
I positioned lights on the ground and lay next to them, either on my side, back, or front, to treat the targeted area. I just find it more relaxing than standing to lay down while doing it. Mostly, I tell people they can use these things for 10 to 20 minutes a day, and it will have major benefits and will be extremely unlikely to have any ill effects. My hunch is that optimal treatment times are probably once every other day to once per day at the most. I personally do it every other day because that's what I believe will turn out to be optimal. A number of studies have shown that by overdoing the dose, you negate the benefits. If anything, the research indicates that smaller, more conservative doses are superior to very large doses. I know some people who have used red light therapy for decades and believe that it's very hard to realistically overdo it in a way that negates the benefits, however. Moving further than about three feet from the light as a general rule, and you'll get little to no effect on anything below the surface of the skin. And that's using a powerful light. Many lights won't provide effective doses beyond just 12, hour, 12, 12 inches away. The sweet spot is generally between 6 and 36 inches. Why does it work? And this is a quote from his book again. The fundamental reason that red light and near-infrared light have so many incredible benefits on our health is because they are correcting a deficiency. We should be getting plenty of red and near-infrared light from the sun, but since we're not, we can apply a device in a targeted way to give us that light, quote, nutrient and get profound benefits from it. While most other wavelengths of light, such as UV, blue, green, and yellow light, etc., are mostly unable to penetrate the body and stay in the layers of the skin, near-infrared light and red light are able to reach deep into the human body, that's several centimeters or close to two inches in some cases, and are able to directly penetrate into the cells, tissues, blood, nerves, rods, and cones of the eyes, the brain, and into the bones. Yoho Note Ultraviolet blood irradiation permits deep penetration using another method that I describe below. Okay, here's my snarky editorializing. Airy uses jargon to describe how light, quote, changes the charges a cellular battery, unquote. His description is referenced and makes sense, but I think it is irrelevant to a patient, a clinician, or casual student like me. You may disagree with my assessment, but you may be smarter than I am, or maybe you are starstruck by the, quote, scientists. I am not. I'm contemptuous of them based on the lies they have told us over the past decades and how easily they've been bought. I see the world through the lens of a 1900-era doctor. I am trying to learn what works by observing patients and listens to, listening to others. That's empiricism. After the frauds I've witnessed, I am contemptuous of academics, the bribe journals, and their, quote, randomized controlled trials. I do not give a damn about theories or mechanisms either. In our post-science era, only experience is clean. Only empiricism remains. To dismiss patient stories as, quote, anecdotal, unquote, is a bald-faced globalist lie. If I don't understand something after studying it, I quickly label it fake. I have felt academic medicine was fraudulent for most of my career, but have only recently been able to express why. Here's what I wrote in Butchered by Healthcare, published in 220. Quote, three 
Blue's Clues, practical heuristics will help you decipher anything. Number one, the updated golden rule is that those with the gold make the rules, so learning the funding sources explains a lot. Number two, if you do not follow the reasoning, someone is likely lying to sell you something. You are as smart as a storyteller, so do not let them fool you. This applies to financial advisors and lawyers as well as to medical studies. You do not need to be as an academic to judge complex data. In fact, learning too much detail obscures the truth. Number three, controversy, confusion, and contradictory evidence about small numbers proves that whatever it is does not work. Do not fall into the trap of believing, quote, reasonable people disagree or, quote, the science is developing. Always remember rule number one, follow the money. The following are examples of ideas that I quickly dismissed. Dismiss. First is Airy quoting another source. Thus we feel justified to assume that the red slash NIR irradiation upregulates ATP turnover by reducing the viscosity of the nanoscopic interfacial water layers, which seem to control the efficiency of the mitochondrial nanomotor. Based on their findings, the researchers of this 2015 study suggest that it may be due, partly or mostly, to how light affects the water viscosity in the mitochondria and allows for easier rotation of the ATP synthase pump. Unquote. Now, this refers to a fashionable recent theory. I heard enough of this gibberish in medical school, so give me a break now. The following is interesting. Although Witten cites references, I remain doubtful. Quote, a recent study has actually found that other organisms, including mammals that are biologically very similar to humans, like rodents and pigs, have now been shown to be capable of taking up chlorophyll metabolites into their mitochondria, and using those metabolites to capture sunlight energy and amplify cellular energy production. The research suggests that some animals can use these chlorophyll metabolites to speed up the rate of energy production and increase the overall volume of ATP produced by fairly large amounts in many cases. Here is a chunk of the abstract from this fascinating study, quote, Sunlight is the most abundant energy source on the planet. However, the ability to... I don't have to finish this. You get the idea. With all the studies we have to ignore now, these ideas seem like prime candidates. So, Ari concludes in his book the following, which I thought is a good uh, conclusion for this part of my essay. Quote, Today, research into the power of red light to improve health and treat disease is rapidly gaining momentum. We are learning that red and near-infrared light therapy can benefit virtually every system of the body and can even improve the way you look. It can help you to shed inches of fat, reduce the signs of aging, regrow hair, increase the results you get from your workouts, reduce pain, speed healing, boost hormonal health, and lower inflammation. Red and near-infrared light therapy is offering a new, completely safe, and non-invasive alternative to various anti-aging skin surgeries, Botox injections, and more abrasive chemical peels. And for combating skin aging, red and near-infrared light is an extraordinarily powerful tool. After you get one of these lights, you can immediately start using it too. 
increase your energy, make your skin healthier, get rid of cellulite, speed up fat loss, improve muscle recovery and athletic performance, improve mood and cognitive function, increase muscle size and strength, speed healing from injury, and improve metabolic and hormonal health. Witten tells you which lights he recommends. Most manufacturers give customers 15% off when using his affiliate code, which more than reimburses them for the book. Witten is also paid for each purchase, which is a conflict of interest. To his credit, he discloses this, and his sincerity shines through. So I've got references for near-infrared light, including an academic book and where to buy some of the bulbs. And then this is part two, which is ultraviolet blood irradiation, UBI. And this material just bent my thinking even more. And I read a book called The Invisible Cure, Fix Your Immune System, Fix Your Body, by Tom Lowe, uh, published in 2021, which I thought was a fantastic introduction, and it, it was heavily referenced. The procedure consists of drawing blood, irradiating it with ultraviolet using a transparent vial, then replacing it in the body. Dogs were studied first. These were purposefully infected with staph bacteria, then the researchers treated their entire blood volume. But they all died within a week. After several years of murdering dogs, the experimenter accidentally used only a small amount of blood from one of the animals. It survived, and the infection was cured. The result was replicated thousands of times in humans, and UBI, ultraviolet blood irradiation, evolved into an accepted therapy. Only about 60 cc's of blood is now used. It is drawn out of a vein, mixed with heparin so it does not clot, and passed through a transparent quartz chamber called a cuvette. As this happens, ultraviolet, not infrared, ultraviolet radiation is shown through the blood and then replaced, and then the blood is replaced into the body. As you recall, ultraviolet is the far side of visible light from infrared. And I've got the diagram at the very top of the article. The inside of the cuvette has specially designed protrusions that create turbulence and push the blood to the sides of the transparent device. Since ultraviolet wavelength penetrates so minimally, this is needed to maximize the radiation contact with the blood. And I have a diagram about the cuvette. Because ultraviolet penetration of human tissues is so minimal, this clumsy procedure is necessary to expose the blood to enough of these wavelengths to produce clinical results. UBI is now available in most of major U.S. cities. Because it is slightly invasive, practitioners require a medical license to use it. The machines cost only about $5,000, so the procedure is affordable. Most clinical results occur after one or just a few treatments. Invisible Cure is heavily referenced. The author spent 12 years traveling and interviewing many doctors. During this time, he went from being a disbeliever to owning a clinic and promoting the therapy. Hundreds of thousands of patients have been treated in the 80 years since UBI was invented. Over 1,000 studies have been published, and about 500 U.S. doctors now use it. Virtually no harmful effects have ever been reported from UBI, and the efficacy rate is 60 to 80 percent. Response has been seen in 60 diverse conditions. Some of the disorders that have been successfully treated with UBI include the following. 
Again, this is from Invisible Cure. David Binkoff, MD, legendary holistic physician, says, quote, All of our Lyme, cancer, chronic fatigue, MS, and autoimmune disease patients receive it, and I get one every week because it improves immune health and athletic performance. From Africa, about a case of advanced rabies, quote, Rabies is always fatal unless there is an intervention. The day after the first treatment, there were signs of recovery. Another two treatments were administered within the following days, and he made a full recovery. Reports of cures for cancer, tachycardia, shingles, asthma, infections, chronic pain, MS. Inactivation of snake venoms. Cures of pneumonia, both viral and bacterial, peritonitis, polio, botulism, biliary disease, rheumatic fever, eye infections, viral hepatitis. Clinical depression relief. Inflammatory and osteoarthritis relief. Heart disease, including vascular disorders, OBGYN, reduction of miscarriages and stillbirths, increased fertility, success with preeclampsia, PID with sepsis, viral infections, influenza, COVID, SARS, MERS, H1N1 viral pneumonia, viral hepatitis, Epstein-Barr, polio, viral erythrocyclitis, uveitis, retrobulbar neuritis. Shingles pain is almost always reduced after one or two treatments. And I've listed the UBI studies. Thousands of hospitalized patients were treated with UBI from the 1930s through the 1950s. Many of their records are still in existence, and the findings support efficacy. A 2016 review of UBI by Michael Hamblin of Massachusetts General Hospital described the treatment of multidrug-resistant gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria in patients at risk of death from sepsis. He also treated COVID and pneumonia. He and his colleagues produced over 350 peer-reviewed studies. UBI has been studied in treating pneumococcus, staphylococcus, streptococcus, and other microbes. Treatment groups recovered five to seven days sooner. Measures of blood health improved, including an increase of nearly a third in red blood cell formation. Chronic active hepatitis with cirrhosis study, survivorship improved. Acute rheumatic heart disease success in 22 successive cases. Tuberculosis study of 222 hospitalized patients. 100% cure rate for the group with standard therapy plus UBI. Bacterial infections. 40 studies from the 1940s to 2002. Osteomyelitis, strep, staph, E. coli, nosocomial, quote, superbugs, pneumonia, meningitis, typhoid, Lyme. History. Emmett Knott was a Seattle physicist and x-ray dealer. He started experimenting in 1923 and patented his treatment in 1927. The first human experiment was performed in 1928 to treat hemolytic streptococcus. It was the same bacteria injected into dogs in the original experiments. The human patient was near death from a septic abortion. She had chills, high fever, abdominal pain, and a foul-smelling vaginal discharge. After UBI, she recovered rapidly, and other successes followed. The 1920s were before antibiotics. Infectious disease was widespread. Heliotherapy, which is sunlight, was standard practice for tuberculosis. 
Dr. Walter Udy used this and claimed a nearly 100% cure rate for erysipelas, a superficial strep cellulitis. Meanwhile, Knott spent decades promoting UBI. By the 1940s, there had been 25 trials. Many studies were done in hospitals where the record-keeping was the best. The results were staggering. The procedure saved lives. Even today, many disorders that do not respond to drugs improve with ultraviolet blood irradiation. The American Medical Association, AMA, concealed and sidelined UBI. Morris Fishbein ran the AMA and was the chief editor of the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, from 1924 to 1950. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, he tried to purchase the rights to various treatments. If the owners would not sell, he labeled them quacks. As UBI was gaining ground in a number of hospitals, Fishbein offered Emmett Knott $100,000, which was about a million dollars in today's dollars, to buy the rights to the device and perform a study supporting UBI. Not refused. In those days, Fishbein supported tobacco companies' claims that their products were healthy. In return, they advertised in JAMA. Fishbein approved slogans including, quote, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette, and, quote, just what the doctor ordered. Then, in 1953, the Congressional Investigation Committee determined that 12 alternative treatments were actively conspired against by the AMA and organized medicine. It castigated the AMA for its dishonesty and conspiracy against non-orthodox treatments. Specific rebukes included in the Fitzgerald Report had this to say, quote, There is reason to believe that the AMA has been hasty, capricious, arbitrary, and outright dishonest. Behind and overall, this is the weirdest conglomeration of corrupt motives, intrigue, selfishness, jealousy, obstruction, and conspiracy that I have ever seen. Do you see the patterns? Fishbean was willing to promote cigarette smoking as healthy, and tobacco companies continued this marketing for another half century. Despite his promise, Fishbean also discouraged light therapy. After he was labeled a fraud, he was hired by a tobacco company. Rockefeller's attempts to rule health care began during this period. He discredited holistic met- methods and promoted treatments that made money and could be controlled. None of these had the almost universal applicability and near panacea qualities of UBI. Many people died because the knowledge suppression limited available therapies. It was mass murder, eugenics. But compared to the open war during the deployment of COVID and the, quote, vaccine, it was an amateurish, innocent era. How does UBI work? It theoretically destroys DNA in the viruses and bacteria's nuclei, preventing replication. Red blood cells are not vulnerable to this because they have no nuclei. White blood cells do, but they are a tiny minority of blood. Even with the cuvette's internal protrusions mixing the blood and presenting more surface area to irradiation, some estimates are that only 0.05% is exposed to the light. How could treating such a small amount of blood work so well? No one knows. How to evaluate your physician. 
Learn what your doctors are doing before giving them a dime and you will avoid wasting time and money. Examine their cuvettes and ask them about their protocol. Here's what Ken Dillon recommends in healing his book, Healing Photons, the Science and Art of Blood Irradiation Therapy, published in 1998. Quote, 60 cc's of blood, which is about 1% of the total blood volume, are drawn and mixed with 500 international units of heparin in a 60 cc syringe. A 250 milliliter saline bag is attached to a cuvette. After an appropriate volume is discarded, the blood is mixed into the saline, making it about a third blood. Other protocols use only 20%. The cuvette is placed in the UBL machine, and the drip speed is set to 10 milliliters a minute. The blood mixture returns to the patient after it goes by the light in the machine. It takes about 30 minutes. How many treatments are needed? Between 1933 and 1952, Knott's therapy was used for thousands of patients. Many had only one treatment and recovered. Polio, acute hepatitis, pyogenic, that's pus-producing, infections, pneumonia, tuberculosis, pelvic inflammatory, disease associated with pregnancy, and septicemia have all been cured after only three or four treatments. The reference is invisiblecure.com. And here's my editorial. Reviewing UBI and NIR, near-infrared treatments, I was stunned by how well both light treatments work. The claims about each nearly mirror the other. This is evidence that they do the same thing. Ultraviolet blood treatment is more invasive but requires far less time for pronounced effects than infrared exposure. So UV, UV wavelengths might be more effective for human disease. The simplicity of these treatments lends credibility to Aries' theory that near-infrared's profound effect might be due to sun deprivation in the host. UBI likely has impacts for the same reason. Our bodies are just so starved for even a minimal exposure that when we get it, dramatic improvements ensue. And we feel fantastic. I felt sick after learning all this. My ladder had been leaning against the wrong wall my whole medical career. And then I have a note at the bottom. I did not read the primary literature, and much of this is observational anyway. Nevertheless, the weight of evidence favoring these treatments is credible. And before I put in my pitch, I have both these treatments are available to you. You can order your IR light or check out local UVB providers if you have health problems. While you're sitting in a waiting room or shopping for your infrared light, sign your friends up to Surviving Healthcare by typing their emails below.